You're listening to Legally Bliss Conversations. This podcast reclaims and rewrites the stories female attorneys have been told about how we should practice law, grow our businesses, treat our clients, treat ourselves, and craft our identities as female attorneys. We'll hear inspiring stories from current and former female attorneys, the ones who question the stories they've been told, the ones who aren't afraid to live boldly and step into their own power. We'll learn from women who define success on their terms. Through lighthearted and curious conversation, we'll unpack the challenges these inspiring female attorneys have already navigated. So join me on this journey. You'll be empowered and ready to rewrite a completely new story about what is possible for you. All right, I'd like to welcome everyone to Legally Bliss Conversations. I am happy to welcome today Karen Renee. Karen is the founder and CEO of eCourt Reporters, direct connect technology for attorneys, paralegals, court reporting firms, and agencies to schedule certified court reporters and legal videographers in all 50 states. Honored with the award of Legal Innovator of the Year by the State Bar of Wisconsin and Innovation Use of Technology by the National Court Reporters Association recently. She and her business partner met with a common love of riding their own Harley Davidson motorcycles. They are two strong, independent women who guide their business like they ride their Harleys. There is no reverse. Welcome, Karen. I'm so happy to hang out with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk, have a little conversation today about our business and about ourselves. So yeah, let's get started. Let's do it. So let's go back um, just a little bit. I know that you've had a few previous business ownerships, um, including House of Style, Creative Cakes, and Renee Reporting. And I would love to know a little bit more about sort of your entrepreneurial history. I I can definitely tell that you have quite the entrepreneurial spirit. Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, if we go way back in time to my first business, um, and I'll step back even one step farther back than that in college, I actually wanted to be a court reporter right out of college and was never afforded opportunity and just, you know, financially, that kind of thing. So I went to school later in life after my kids were, were born and completed a college degree later. Um, but in between there did uh, the Creative Cakes did House of Style, which was uh, actually a hairdressing business was my first business. And um, I did that first. Creative Cakes kind of came about as my mom retired and that was her business. So we kind of did a wedding kind of bliss thing where I did the hair and she did these wedding cakes and she retired. So then I took over her cakes business, which neither of those were really my passion in life. My passion in life was really in the legal field. So Fast forward, after time went on, both of those businesses allowed me to go back to school and complete my court reporting degree, and then um, eventually purchased Milwaukee Court Reporters, which is a local business here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then after that, uh, well, actually part of that is how e-court reporters came about. Um, I witnessed firsthand the inefficiencies, the frustrations uh, from law firms trying to schedule, locate, and schedule certified vetted court reporters throughout the United States that can provide a good service. So really it was a transition. It, it kind of started as a court reporter way back when. I, I actually did like, I think one or two semesters, if I'm not mistaken, 
to go into court reporting school and couldn't afford it. Family got in the way, which was a beautiful thing in its own right. And then came full circle years later and was able to complete that degree. And then, um, yes, my whole family is entrepreneurial and then started this business in the, in the long run. So that's awesome. So what is it about uh, court reporting that, that you find interesting? Well, I'll be totally honest. I've always been fascinated with the law, but I don't think I'm smart enough to be a lawyer. <laughs> so I don't know about I, that. <laughs> I'm sure I know I'm not. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> I know I'm not. So my next best, best thing was to be the co-reporter to be able, I, I just love it because I can sit in on everything. Ah. I get every aspect of the law, depending on the case that comes before us, you can hear, you know, today might be a murder case. Tomorrow might be two neighbors fighting about a fence in the backyard. So you really get a full aspect of the law field of the, of, you know, the law community. Um, I'm just always been fascinated with law. So it was a great choice, a great profession. I've been, I can't say that it never crossed my mind to continue on to be a lawyer, but I just never had. I don't, I'm pretty sure I couldn't do it. I couldn't do what you guys do. I don't, I don't know about that. I'm going to disagree. I think that you could do it. Like you, you could definitely do this. So let me, I'm, I'm curious, when did you start seeing those deficiencies in, in the court system? Like, what was it that you're like, okay, I, I think I might have a solution to a problem here. Yeah. So when I was, so Renee reporting was an independent freelance business that I ran for myself. And then I purchased Milwaukee court reporters, which is actually a company that I worked for. When Milwaukee Court Reporters became um, my business, when my employees were already assigned out to whether it was a deposition, hearing, arbitration, the courthouse, I started reaching back out to the freelance world to fill in for jobs that I couldn't fill with my own, my own employees. And phone calls, emails, text messages, waiting for responses, sending out social media requests. I mean, it just, it's a literally a process that took forever and the frustration behind it then if I would find somebody let you know maybe I was lucky enough to find somebody on the first phone call and I said hey I have this deposition next Tuesday at three o'clock and yes I'm available I can cover and this is a doctor dep oh yeah I don't do doctor deps so yeah <laughs> so count me out so then I'd go back to the phone and would the process would start over again so it really was born out of total frustration and um, I don't always like to give, I'm a youngest of three in a family and I have an older brother that for as much as I hate to give him credit, sometimes I have to announce that he was actually my light bulb moment in that he had traveled to his, he had some family in, in uh, California and he had traveled to California, was on his way back and he just got a smartphone. So this is back a few years ago, but he was, you know, the holdout of the flip phone. Anyway, I picked him up from the airport and we were doing lunch and he was showing me how he was able to hire an Uber out in California. And again, this is a guy who just got off of a flip phone. So he was really, you know, just like, look, and I can punch this, this, and this. And pretty soon the car that I want starts shows up. And I literally had that light bulb moment of, boy, I wish I could find a court reporter like that, you know, vetted, certified. Yeah. You know, I mean, click, click, click. I need a court reporter next Tuesday for a doctor depth. Who's available? And find some vetted court reporters. So I went home that evening, almost couldn't sleep. And the next morning got up and I, I got to do this. I, I 
This is something that is not out there that needs to be done and would save so much time for the law offices and be so much more efficient, not only for the law firms, but for, for you know, companies like myself at that time, Milwaukee Corridors that was looking for overflow. So it really started there. That's very serendipitous. And we, it's kind of, a, it's a good example of like, we never know where we're going to get our inspiration from, you know, and we sometimes think, well, all of my ideas are tapped out. And that's so far from the truth. Like you never know where you're going to get your next big idea, especially if you're entrepreneurial, right? You're always kind of looking for the problem and then the solution. And here you have e-court reporters, which is sort of like the Uber for. <laughs> See, yeah, we've been, we've been called that. We've been called that. We've also been called like a matchmaking company. I'm like, no, don't, don't put us in the matchmaking. So <laughs> we're so not, <laughs> right. It just no. didn't seem like that's where we wanted to go. So, but sure. yes, you could, you can follow us up in the, in the Uber realm. We could, we'll go with that one. We'll yes. the Uber. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're you're into efficiencies and systems and processes. So how does all of this flow through eCourt reporters? So we did a um, survey with paralegals and just, you know, we did a we, we did a massive survey that just asked a couple simple questions. And one of the biggest things that came out of that survey was how long it took to schedule a certified and schedule a certified code reporter. So um the responses that we got back, 75% indicated over four hours and up to a day to schedule one court reporter for one event. So it's a logistics thing, right? So we took that piece and among other questions, but we took that piece and simplified it down to, you know, date, time, location of your event. Let's say you have a deposition again, next Tuesday, three o'clock in X county in X state. And it's a deposition of a doctor, our system will filter out to the available court reporters that match that criteria. Our court reporters go in and fill in a profile. Each profile has to be, goes through a vetting process, has to be a certified in their state. So we are all 50 states and every state is different in qualifications and certifications. So they have to qualify certified for their state and then fill in a profile. So yes, I do doctor, I do video, jobs, I do courthouse work, all those things. And literally by a checkbox, when a law firm goes in, they can search their criteria for their needs. And it's based on live availability. And what I mean by that is court reporters open up their calendar to availability, meaning when a law firm searches, they're not just going to find, you know, 10 court reporters that fit the criteria. They're going to find the two or three or four that are available at that time. So when they click book, it's literally made the perfect match. This court reporter does all the things that you need. And that court reporter is available, has been vetted, and is certified in that state that you're requesting services. Okay, so this, is, this is key. This is really key. The fact that they have that availability part, right? Because, I mean, providing sort of the matchmaking would be great it's fine but there's a lot of services that provide some type of matchmaking but being able to kind of have that real-time availability especially when you're looking at law firms spending hours a day trying to find a court reporter who is available under their, their particular parameters in which they want to work right like oh i don't do a doctor deposition <laughs> exactly yeah no exactly exactly great point and that's that was part of the efficiency aspect was you can find a court reporter you can go to google and find you know five court reporters in any given 10 court reporters in any given location that you need services 
but are they available? Another key piece that we did is put in rates. So a law firm knows exactly what they're getting charged at the time of booking. There's no more surprises at the end with the invoice that came in and you go, whoa, I didn't see that coming. So rates are another key piece. So not only is it the perfect match of services, but then and availability, but that law firm also can see that exactly what they're going to be charged at the time of booking. So they're not surprised when the invoice comes in, you know, months later, yeah. a couple of weeks later, whatever. Yeah, yeah I love so. that transparency. I think that's really, really important. So who, what, what entity pays for the service for, for you, for equal reporters? Is it the firm? Great question. So it's actually a free service to law firms. So number one, it's, it's, it's a free service to law firms. The only piece that the law firm pays for is the transcript or services after the job is completed. Okay. It's also a free profile listing of certified court reporters. So we do not charge anybody to be on the site. They do have to go through a vetting process. So not everybody comes in and I'll give you an example. We had, this is on both sides, attorney side and on the court reporter side. We actually had a gentleman looking for a court reporter. Well, it was an ex-girlfriend and he wanted to, you know, this court reporter lives in this state and I need to find her. Well, yeah, no, you're <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> didn't pass the vetting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's clearly more intense than that, but everybody goes through a vetting process to ensure professional service on both sides. And then um, the, the pricing or the, the charges it's a free service to list your profile for the court reporters. It's a free service for law firms to go in and do the search and select and book a, a book an assignment. What we do after the assignment is completed is we do all the invoicing. So again, the law firm sees the prices. They know that's the invoice. We retain from the court reporter a percentage of each transaction that runs through the site. So the money actually ends up coming from the court reporter that got the job um, and a complete no charge at this time to law firms. I will be in the means of transparency. We have talked about as we grow, we may put down a monthly charge to law firms as we have a repository. So we're holding all their transcripts. And as that grows, and if there's a need, we may put a small fee on just to, to hold all the transcripts on our uh, within, the within the repository. Right now it's still free. Okay. This is all really genius because you're not charging, you're not making the money until the transact, until the, the job is complete. Right. So that was a big key in when we first did the modeling, because one thing that we've noticed about, um, well, with any technology, there's usually a monthly fee. And if you don't see something come out of that monthly fee right away, you're just like, you know what, I don't, I'm not interested. So what we did is we put it, you know, you, it's going to cost you, if you never got a job from us, if you listed your profile as a court reporter and never got a job from us, it's going to cost you nothing. If you're an attorney and you only looked one time just to check it out, just to see what it's about, see if it's fit for you and you never used it again, it's cost you nothing. Where we do is, you know, our goal is to provide a good service, a professional service. And all we're asking is that at the end of the day, the court reporter pays for a small percentage of the transaction to keep the website going. And to the law firm, come and find your court reporters here. It's a free service. You'll get a professional uh, Court reporter, and I, you know, I keep saying court reporter, but let me just add that we also have legal videographers. Oh wow! Okay, that's yeah. that's cool. Um, yeah, and I should, I'll just throw out there just quickly too that we do anticipate interpreters, process servers, in addition, will be as we grow, we'll be adding those in as well. So, but right now we're at the court reporter and legal videographer stage. So brilliant. So I want to talk with you a little bit about your 
<laughs> your love of write, writing Harley, right? <laughs> I think that this is kind of fun because I, I like the way that you've kind of thread something that is personal and important to you into your branding and kind of your mission. And, and the reason I want to bring this up, and I think it's important is that this could apply to any business, right? So why Harley? And in what other ways are you sort of integrating kind of that mission? There is no reverse in, into what you're into, like your story. Yeah, it's a great question. So my co-partner, co-founder is Judy Garilot and Judy and I, and our significant others both met with the common love of riding a Harley Davidson's back tw over 20 years ago now. So that's where our friendship began. And when I started Eco Reporters, I really started it by myself. You know, I just had that light bulb moment and went about going, going to do it. And at one point, shortly after I started it, I was telling her about it. And she's like, man, are you sure this doesn't exist already? I'm like, no, it really doesn't. We are a first to market product. And she, and she says, I want in. And I knew that she has the same drive. You know, her friendship over the years, it proved to me she has the same drive, the same mentality, the same grit that you need to be an entrepreneur, to start a new business. Um, you know, it's not for the faint of heart. And so she came on board. Um, it's interesting sometimes because for the first maybe year, two years that we were in business, the Harley thing really didn't come up. And, and she mentioned it one day to somebody in a meeting and they just totally, you could see the eyes light up and the same, you know, it's like, wow, tell me more about this Harley thing. And I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. Oh no, we have this really cool business. And, and then Judy kind of expanded on our Harley riding and it really does bring it all together about who we are, what we are, two strong independent women that really, you know, no offense to our husbands, and but we don't ride on the back. We drive our own. And, and for as much as they hate that, it's it's who we are. We are, you know, in charge. We're going to take it and we're going to ride it and we're going to do it. And, you know, we've it, it just kind of fits with our business mentality and fits with the, the is no reverse. That is a phrase that Judy coined and it's stuck ever since because it's true. It's, you know, you don't want to look back. You got to keep going. You got to keep going. And uh, yeah, it just it fits our personality and it fits our business. I, okay. That's, that's a really cool story. And I, I, like I said, I love how you've weaved that through, you know, your about page and about you, you are both two women who are independent. You're on a mission. And I also love that you drive your own Harleys. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't know how you keep them up, you know, like upright because they look really big. Uh, but I, I'd love to know what would be your must share piece of advice for entrepreneurial women. Let's take a quick pause for a message from my sponsor, Prominent Practice. Are you thinking about a career transition from big law or partnership to a solo practice, selling your practice, or maybe you're launching a project unrelated to law? Whatever the reason for your transition, you'll need support along the way. Enter Prominent Practice, an executive consulting and marketing firm specializing in branding, positioning, and reputation management for transitioning attorneys. Founded by a female entrepreneur who spent a decade building smart digital platforms for thought leaders before pivoting to focus on high-end service providers who were preparing for successions, mergers, and acquisition events in their businesses. 
If you're thinking about making a big business move, don't risk losing the ability to leverage the reputation you've spent your career building. Let Prominent Practice be your guide. Visit prominentpractice.com slash bliss for an exclusive introduction. Well, I'll just repeat what I said a minute ago. It's not for the faint of heart. That's true. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a lot of grit. Um, I think probably my biggest piece that I would share is just keep going. You know, I mean, it, it gets tough. There's days when you wake up and you just think, I just don't know if I can do this again. You wear many, many hats throughout the day, you know, depending on sometimes by the hour, your hat changes and the role that you're playing for that moment to do what needs to be done. Um, but I would say the stick to the, you know, don't give up. It, it may take longer than you think, but hang in there. I think that's, I just spoke with a entrepreneur lady yesterday and she has been starting her business and working on it for seven years. And she was on that verge of just saying, you know, I just feel like throwing in the towel. And I'm like, no, 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 you've come way too far. You've got something, you know, you cannot turn back. You, you, you need to go forward. And by the time we got off that call, she's like, you know, thank you. I needed to hear that go forward mentality because she says, I just felt like I'm at the end of my rope. And I'm like, no, you, you just keep going, just keep going. Even if it's baby steps. And sometimes looking back at the baby steps, you'll see that they were actually pretty large. Mm. You know, you look back and you think, gosh, I've gotten nowhere. And then you look back and if you, if you write it down or put it in a timeline, it's like, wow, I've done a lot, you know? And I think yeah. sometimes you you need to do that for yourself, for your own mentality, and, and then just keep going, you know, just yeah. keep in there. What is your, you, you mentioned, you know, wearing different entrepreneurial hats. What's your, what is your favorite in your, in your uh, current position? Um, I think my favorite, that's a good question. Because hmm. I have a lot, but I think just, I go back to probably what I said at the beginning, I'm fascinated with the law. I'm fascinated with justice. I think there's so much in technology. I've never thought of myself as a technology person, but through the years, I can say that there's so much in technology that can improve the law that I think more people need to get on board with it. And it, it there's just, a, it's one of the fields that I think has been kind of hanging back on technology with, with legal, um, but I'm fascinated with anything to do with the law, anything to do with judges, with lawyers, with, you know, I'm always the fly on the wall, but I love listening to it at all. I love being a part of it. And this, this business really affords me to be not only a part of it in my hometown or my local state, but now I actually have a taste of all 50 states, which is really fascinating. Yeah. And that's yeah. the beauty of technology, right? We can yeah. kind of reach across states and almost feel like we're in the same room or even across the world. So, right. Yes. I think my concern, or I guess kind of what I'm seeing with technology and the law the fact that it is so slow to evolve is that we're in, in, you know, we're an industry based on precedent, right? The law is just slow to evolve. And I feel like with lawyers, they tend to be very slow to uptake new technology. Absolutely. <laughs> that being said, not, not our younger generation, right? Like there's a huge legal tech community and I would love to have more guests on my podcast who are in legal tech because they're, it fascinates me as well. Um, I'm not really a tech person, but I do, I am fascinated by it. So anything that we can do in our careers to make it more efficient, I, I'm all about it, right? And 
technology is really what allowed me to practice remotely at, you know, back in 2010, when I started my own law firm and people were like, how are you going to do this without an office space and bookshelves and leather bound books, <laughs> right? <or> a big <laughs> desk. And I'm like, I've got a laptop. Like I've got this, right. I can All do right. it. So, um, what would be, okay. What is something that lawyers could do that would make your job a little easier as a court reporter? And I know you're not actually like in the, the grind of being a court reporter, but maybe for just court reporters in general, it's something that would be really helpful for lawyers to know. Um, but also just kind of for your business as kind of the Uber of court reporters. So great question. And I'll probably have a couple of responses to it. Um, number one, I still do some court reporting. I still do. Um, Cause I just, I, if I could, you know, if I could say, if I could wear that hat for a moment, I still do. Um, but as far as to a lawyer, I think, and rightly so, there are some hesitations with technology because it can be kind of scary out there not knowing is, you know, is it safe? Is it secure? What am I getting? Um, for our business, what I would suggest or what I would recommend to any law firm out there is make sure you know what you're getting for a court reporter. And when I say that right now, there's a lot of technology and they kind of go into the legal technology piece and say, you know, I'm a court reporter, but they're really a court recorder. And you have to be very careful with the court recorder. And I say that meaning. Yeah. What does that yeah, mean? Yeah. So there's a lot of, and technology is wonderful when it works. Yeah. However, when you have people's lives on the line and you're depending on technology, just to say record something and the recording fails, or there's something that goes wrong, or the voice doesn't come through, or there's muffled. Somebody shuts a door, slams, you know, papers down on the table, and the, the voice is missed, or something is missed. It may sound simple at the time, and you think, well, you know, we'll, we'll pick that up later uh, off of the recording, and if you can't, you can't, and you, it's a one-time deal, you've lost it, it's gone. Yeah, yeah. There's so many cases of that, and more so even now, with this recording thing, what lawyers and many know, but if they don't, just be aware that when you have something recorded, make sure you know who is transcribing that recording, mm -hmm. right? So it's, right now, many companies are trying to save dollars and that recording gets sent overseas for transcription. Well, confidentiality, I mean, if, if, if I'm a client, I'm upset that my lawyer did that. You just sent my personal information to I don't know where over the internet to somebody that I don't know. And, and, you know, not only do you have a language barrier, but you broke my confidentiality of whatever's in that transcript. So yeah. that's happening now. Um, so those two things in particular, recording failures, transcriptions being sent, who knows where for trans, you know, recordings being sent out for transcriptions. Um, one thing that our, our business does with e-court reporters, it ensures that you're getting a certified court reporter per the state that you're hiring. You mentioned remote. Beautiful thing with remote is I can sit in one state or an attorney can sit in one state and hire a court reporter in another state, wherever the deponent is. But through our system, they know that that court reporter that they're getting in that other state is a live certified court reporter in that state. It becomes really crucial. And cutting corners is not the answer. And law firms know it probably more than anybody. But unfortunately, there's court reporting agencies out there that are doing it. And law firms aren't even aware until it's too late. 
you know, they get they get back a transcript that's got inaudibles. There should not be inaudibles when you have a certified court reporter present, whether it's Zoom remotely or in person at a deposition, because the court reporter will stop the proceeding and say, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Should there be a time when there's not something said? On a recording, it's lost. You, right. It's gone. And again, when you're dealing with people's lives, you know, let's face it, lawsuits, lawsuits change lives. It's not a it's not something that you can take lightly, right? It, it, and it may be as something as simple as a fence in the backyard of two neighbors, but that fence is gonna impact those two neighbors for the rest of their life, whatever the decision is, right on up to murder and the family's impacted by, by death and, and unfortunately really sad situations. So it's nothing to take lightly. We ensure that you get a certified vetted court reporter per the state that you're hiring. And that's really our mission is to ensure that law firms get a professional service and not be I call it duped, duped by digitals. And there's a yeah. lot of digital recording out there. And, and it actually kind of hinders the, the, the growth of legal when legal technology, when they get hurt by something like that. Right. And you do see a lot of people wanting to cut corners on that um, because maybe they do underestimate how important it really is. And I know that that this is a very important thing to you specifically told me you have a passion for correcting inefficiencies yeah. and that there's so much technology that um, can be used and used uh, properly, but you're also driven to ensure the integrity of the legal record. I can tell that that is something that you're really passionate about being aware of Absolutely. what technology is being used inappropriately. Um, so Absolutely. let me ask you, Karen, what is you kind of hinted on some expansions of, of e-court reporters, but what is next for you and the company? Yeah, so that's that's exciting stuff. So that is where we want to go next. Like I said, we have a database built now of a good solid base of certified court reporters and legal videographers. We have representation in all 50 states, so we're very proud of that. And our next step is to, you know, in any deposition or hearing um, courthouse, there's also needed interpreters. There's also needed process servers. You know, there's much more that goes into a deposition than the court reporter. So we want to become the full service where you can book all your services within and know that each person that you book has gone through the same criteria, that, that crucial vetting certification so that you know that, especially with the remote world right now, that when you're getting somebody on the other end of the Zoom call or the, the video conference call, that you know that that person has been you know, gone through the processes and is, is certified in, in whatever profession they're offering. Um, one thing I'll note that with, with the Zoom or with the video conference piece that we're talking about, court reporters right now are getting themselves certified in multiple states. Mm. So before, before Zoom became the go-to way of doing um, services, you were kind of limited as a court reporter to your geographical area. Sure. With the Zoom and with the remote, now that court reporters, like I could be, you know, if I certify myself in five different states, what that does for law firms is open up the pool of availability. And there's always, there's, there's a shortage of court reporters. There's no question about it. What that does or what the Zoom or the, you call it a Zoom, but the video te conference technology, what that's done is opened up the pool of availability. So if there's nobody in this area for the law firm that's searching. Now they can expand their search out to 50 states. And if anybody else is out there is certified in this state, they'll show up as available as well. So um, again, that, 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 that was a big expansion piece for us that we didn't really focus on, but we were, we pivoted and really focused on it heavy when COVID hit. 
right? Because Zoom became or video conference became the thing. And we weren't really, that wasn't a thing in the legal community. So we, it wasn't really a focus on our website. It is a focus now. And it's it's a huge, it's a huge aspect of, of uh, for law firms to, to schedule throughout. Yeah. But we want to bring more in. We want to bring more, more, bring more technology, more. Um, there's a lot of bells and whistles that we want to add. In particular, we want to add more professional services. Amazing. I'm excited for you. Thank so you. Where can people find eCourt Reporters? So it's eCourtReporters.com. So letter E, Court Reporters with an S.com. Um, you can reach out to me anytime. It's K Renee. So letter K R E N E E at eCourtReporters.com. You can also reach out to us at office at eCourtReporters.com. Um, all the social media, you know, we do Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube. We have a lot of YouTube videos. If, if somebody's just interested and wants to check it out, go to our YouTube channel. It's literally eCourt Reporters on YouTube and see, you can see uh, there's a snippet on there literally of how you can book a court reporter, certified vetted court reporter in less than a minute. And it walks, it, I mean, it's a, it's a visual. So it's not just me telling you, you can actually see just how quickly and efficiently it works and how wonderful it is that you know that the service you've got at the end of the booking process is a, is a professional. A professional who is available. Correct. Yes. <laughs> key. So key, you know, because okay. that availability is a big deal, right? Yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's where those, that time thing got lost when paralegals go looking for a court reporter and they call 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 and then, you know, I'm not available that day, but maybe, you know, and then the process starts again, or you leave a message and then you wait for the response. All that goes away because it was only based on actual live calendaring. So it's huge. Live huge. calendaring is, is huge. Yeah. Karen, thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you oh, so thank much you. for telling me about a uh, little bit about your your journey and how you kind of overcome these obstacles and found, found a problem and found a solution for it. And I just, I love, I love your entrepreneurial spirit. I'm excited to see where eCourt Reporters goes. Thank you so much for having me. I'd be happy to come back anytime and happy to answer any questions that anybody has. Please reach out. Thank you so much, Karen. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today on Legally Bliss Conversations. If you love this episode and you want to hang out with other inspiring and light gold female attorneys, be sure to join the Legally Bliss community at legallybliss.com. And be sure to follow me on Instagram at Susie Hickson. See you next time.